yeah, yeah, I've heard of this before. This isn't new. The iPhone is boring, blah, blah, blah. Actually, I don't actually mind that. The iPhone is boring, but that's okay. I don't mind. Wanna know why? Let's find out in this episode of Techie Speak. Welcome to Techie Speak, an utterly techie podcast where Julian CB, that's me, speaks his mind on various tech topics for techies and non-techies alike. New episodes pop up every Saturday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's the episode. Hi guys! By the time you've listened to this episode, you may or may not have known that I have another episode up. Like, what? Two episodes in one day? Yeah, I just did that. Probably because I recorded both of these at the same time. Anyway, welcome to this episode. And yes, I'm talking about the iPhone. And the only reason why I am is because in less than two weeks' time, we're getting an Apple event on September 7th, 10 a.m. Pacific time. That's September 8th in the Philippines, 1 a.m. Oof, good luck to my body clock that time. <laughs> Where we'll possibly, probably, highly likely, that we're getting the new iPhones, the iPhone 14 lineup. And it's exciting, and at the same time, it's kind of a weird time for the smartphone market and the tech industry as a whole, as you just came out through the lowest of lows to the pandemic and the chip shortages the we're still in a there's still a war out there i'm just saying that because it actually affects everything that we're doing now especially with tech so we're here in a weird time for apple and the iphone with apple dealing with a lot of things lately we'll see where we're heading with the new iphones but yeah, speaking of the iPhone 14, the iPhone being boring, and the iPhone looking mostly the same, I've heard this before. This has always been the thing with the iPhone. That's always been the statement that people would say every time the iPhone just looks similar to the last year's iPhone. People would say, ah, oh, it's so boring. It just looks the same. Maybe it does a lot of the things the same. Blah, 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 blah. But then, that's always been the iPhone's MO for a while. It's not like Apple would just, oh, we're going to keep having this new design every year because it doesn't make sense. Not a lot of people would buy every single year, though recent changes by Apple in their businesses provide the mechanism for you to buy an iPhone every year. But that's not applicable to a lot of people because that's mostly in the US. So having a new design every year doesn't really make sense because we're at the point where the iPhone is mature enough that there wouldn't be a lot of changes. It's just incremental improvements. So like, in 2020, we got the iPhone 12 with the flat sides, flat body, the squared off body, 
this uh well how do i say this flat sides and versus uh 5g and then the next year they improve the basic fundamentals they didn't change much with the design so it's just an upgraded screen battery and camera they just reduce the notch a bit things like that so it's not as big as the early days of the iphone where we would get oh a new design stainless steel oh it got taller or like oh it got bigger like way bigger with a big screen wow that's amazing that's not gonna happen anymore we're at the point where apple will just trickle down all those changes that we want let's say okay i'm gonna give examples because this has been going on for a while where apple is giving the people what they want with the iphone just not all at once so back in i think around 2012 2013 2012 was when the iphone 5 came out and that was when they first increased the screen size to four inches from 3.5 it was a big deal because up until that point apple didn't increase the screen size of the iphone it stuck at 3.5 inches diagonal i mean so you know the the iphone 5 was a big deal because grew into a four inch screen but it still had the same width so you could hold it one-handed and it would be fine but people wanted even bigger screens but apple didn't give it to them right until 2014 with the iphone 6 and 6 plus where the 6 got a 4.7 inch display while the 6 plus got a bigger 5.5 inch display with 1080p resolution that was the first phone first iphone with the 1080p resolution it took them a while way longer than other phone makers having 1080p displays so 2014 so they eventually gave us what they want they eventually gave us what we want but it took them time like in 2017 where people were saying oh the iphone was boring it still looks the same with the chin and the forehead and then that home button thing then in 2017 we got the iphone 10 with that huge redesign with the notch the stupid notch people are saying it's stupid because why would you put an ugly notch on the top but then there didn't be any home button the interface is gesture based now so instead of pressing the home button to go back to the home screen we would do some gestures on the phone software gestures so that you can go home go to your recent apps and stuff like that the iphone 10 also happens to be the first iphone with an oled display another thing that people wanted for so long because they've seen it in other android phones a more recent example though was with the iphone 13 pro because i think it was the 12 pro where people were very annoyed that the 12 pro did not have a high refresh rate display believe me when i say this i didn't mind it i have a 12 pro with me and i don't mind it that it didn't have 120 hertz because for me the iphone's 60 hertz display feels as smooth as a lot of 120 hertz displays out there even from android maybe the high-end flagships maybe not but like the usual ones in the mid-range 
back in the time, like in 2020, it was still, eh, it was still just as fast. Even now, it's like, I would only see an incremental difference in terms of the speed uh, of the responsiveness of the screen in an iPhone compared to Android phones with 120 hertz refresh rate. So, didn't really matter to me much. Then we got the iPhone 13 Pro last year with 120 hertz ProMotion display, and people are saying, and people were saying that it was the best implementation of high refresh rate. I think some reviewers brought that up, which is great. But all in all, Apple doesn't give you. All the things you want in one package. They just give it to you piece by piece, bit by bit. Gives you reasons to upgrade rather than just dumping it all in one update and then you wouldn't update. Just dumping it all in one update and you wouldn't upgrade for four, five, six years. Apple doesn't want you doing that. They prefer if you would upgrade as much as upgrade as often as you'd like. Despite all of that, despite all of that, people would still say that the iPhone is boring. Still. Because it usually maintains design language for how many years, takes some time to change or update the phone itself. Whether it's hardware, software, or how the navigation works. But all in all, most of the time, the iPhone stays consistent. And the reason why I'm fine with it being boring, consistent, is because, yeah, the consistency of the UI, the user experience, when I swipe up to unlock or go to the home screen, I expect it to happen that way 90% of the time at least, or 95% of the time. If I swipe up and hold to see the recent tasks, I wouldn't have to wait for too long. It would be what will happen. Things like that. So I really appreciate the consistent user experience and all the updates that Apple would have over the years with the iPhone would just contribute to how smooth the user experience is. So next up, why I'm fine with the iPhone being boring? Uh, They do features later, but they do it better. One prime example is the 120Hz refresh rate. They took a while. People would, people were so annoyed that Apple took so long to implement high refresh rate. Apple did it, but they did it better. Because it's adaptive. It goes down to 10Hz when, this, this, uh, when you're not using the display that much. And it adapts to the content that's displayed on your screen. So if you played a 30Hz video then it will just run at 30 hertz if it's a game that runs at 60 hertz it will just run at 60 hertz so on and so forth yes i've seen other phones with adaptive refresh rate but i feel like with apple's tight integration with their hardware software and services that the feeling of that adaptive refresh rate is different than other phones 
And of course, the last reason why I don't mind, I'm fine with the iPhone being boring is the Apple ecosystem. Love it or not, that walled garden works for the most part. So <laughs> I think the me seven or eight years ago would find it hard to believe that he is still rocking an iPhone until now. And he would have a MacBook and an Apple Watch and AirPods because they all work together. They are really connected in a way that most other devices don't work. Like I've seen Samsung try their ecosystem play with their earbuds and their tablet and their laptop in a way. But it's really different when Apple does it. Imagine the most used feature, I think, between my iPhone and my Mac is the universal clipboard. So how universal clipboard works is that when I copy something from my iPhone, I can paste it in my Mac. Of course, I think it mostly works with uh, Apple apps, but mainly it works with anything on the iPhone and I copy it to the Mac or vice versa. Like I copy something from my Mac and then I can paste it on my iPhone. It's very convenient. It's that and AirDrop are the two of the most used features for me. It's it's nuts that I keep using it. Well, of course, if those are the things that uh, make me feel that I'm fine with the iPhone being boring, there are also things that if done better, I would go switch to Android right now. Right now with me, I'm using a Realme GT Neo 3. It's probably my best experience with an Android phone yet. Probably because it's the most expensive that I've held. This costs 29,999 pesos. Expensive, I know, but not in the level of iPhone. But still, it's really good for what it can do. But if these three things were going to be implemented, or if I see this in a phone from the Android side of the fence, then I would switch. Literally, I would. First, better social media apps. This is one that will probably be difficult no matter how many integrations the phone brands will have with those social media apps. It's simply better on the iPhone. Instagram is infinitely better on the iPhone. No question. Maybe those flex mode features on the foldables of Samsung. But other than that, still better on the iPhone. Social media apps. Don't get me started with Facebook. Facebook has been really good. Instagram. Instagram started as an iPhone-only app. Then they expanded to Android. But the experience would never be the same. It's not. They're not at parity. I would rather still use Instagram on my iPhone than an Android phone. So if the experience of social media apps is better on Android, may push me to switch. Another one, better cameras. I think this is the one thing that I have to admit, there are some Android phones whose cameras are getting better than the iPhone. Especially with the phones with zoom capabilities. Oh, that's just an Android specialty right there. Zoom cameras. Really good. Really good. Zoom cameras. 
give me more of that and uh, better camera software processing. Maybe then I would switch. But uh, another, I think the last one would be a sticking point for me and why I've stuck with the iPhone for years. That's the fact that uh, the iPhone has at least five years of software updates. At least. I think, hmm, if I'm not mistaken, the iPhone 6S is the longest supported iPhone because it lasted until iOS 15 last year. iOS 16 is finally gone. The 6S, the 7. Even the 7 is shorter than the 6S. But still, those phones I mentioned have longer software update support than even, I think, a lot of Android phones that only get what, at least one update. Sometimes you won't even get one. Because the phone is so affordable that you can't the phone brand can't even support it beyond its initial software. So this is the one thing that probably would still take a longer long time since Samsung just got four years of software updates and that's good for uh, Samsung users, but others are still at two years of software updates, three years of software updates with like security patch thing, which is good that Android separates its security patches from the main software updates. I wish Apple implements that, like having a separate stream of updates for security patches and not like pull it in with the main software updates. So there, those are the three things that would probably get me to switch to Android. Better social media apps, better cameras, and at least five years of software updates. All in all, though, I'm still using an iPhone. It's fine. There may be times where I get bored with it sometimes, especially when the other phones look cool, doesn't have a notch, uh, it has a high refresh rate screen. But then, I still use an iPhone because all the things I mentioned, the consistent user experience, getting some features late, but they do it right, and then the overall Apple ecosystem, including the use of a Mac, the use of the Apple Watch and AirPods. I'm into it, guys. I mean, I'm way too deep in the Apple ecosystem. I even bought iCloud for the family. And... Yeah, that's. I'm way too deep. And if there's one thing that you should know, is that I think people should explore multiple kinds of devices, not just stick to one. Although that's kind of hard for a lot of people. Like, they would much prefer if they buy stuff from the same brand most of the time, especially with tech products. So if you bought a laptop from Apple, you would think that getting a phone from Apple would also work pretty well. Things like that. Hope this episode was informative. Uh, hope I'm, I still got it. I just came back from a very long hiatus of podcasting in this, you know, this one. There. Hope you enjoy this episode and until the next one, bye! Thanks for listening to this episode of Techie Speak, an utterly techie podcast. 
You can follow at Utterly Kitaki on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out utterlytaki.com in order to discover more of the techie life through tech news, reviews, and opinions. See you next week!